John, of the other games, just shifting gears real quick before we get out, um, the other games this weekend, you know, the marquee games this weekend, actually one of them, we're recording this on Wednesday. It drops on Thursday. So if you're listening to this on Thursday morning, the game tonight is a great one. Speaking of the AFC West, the, the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. I think a lot of people think that other than the Bills, the, these two could be the two teams that wind up. It's tough being in the same division, you know, because one of them is going to have to go on the road in the playoffs. But these might be, other than the Bills, the two best teams in the AFC. Next year, first game, bet on Patrick Mahomes. He's incredible in first games. He was incredible at Arizona. And Justin Herbert was good enough for the Chargers to beat the Raiders, but what a matchup. This yeah. ought to get this ought to get tremendous ratings. Well, I say that it's Amazon's first streaming game of the year, but what a what a game for Amazon. I can't wait to watch it. I picked the Chargers. I picked Justin Herbert's MVP and all the reason I did it. I didn't want to pick Buffalo or Kansas City like a lot of other people. Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs in this. The Chiefs are a four-point favorite. I like the Chiefs to win and cover in this game. I think I think uh, Arrowhead Stadium is going to be insane on Thursday night. That's going to be a really tough atmosphere to go into. Um, John, the Saints, who eked out a win over the Falcons in week one, big comeback. They went into the hurry-up offense in the fourth quarter, and that got them back in the game, and they were able to, uh, behind a uh, a, uh, a, a is it a Will Lutz field goal, long field goal. The Texans have been on the end of that before. Uh, yep. Uh, they beat the Atlanta Falcons. They host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints are the rare team. No matter who the head coach has been or who the quarterback's been, they've had good success against Tom Brady since he got to Tampa Bay. I think they're four and one, if I'm not mistaken, uh, against Tampa Bay. Well, I'm probably maybe four and one in the last five games they've played against Tampa Bay. Um, but the Saints are a small underdog at home against Tampa Bay. What do you think of that one? You know, Jameis Winston would love to play well against his former team, the way he played in in the second half of that victory over the Atlanta. Atlanta's like the Texans. You know, they were in a position to win a game they shouldn't have won, and the Falcons uh, just couldn't pull it out. And then Arthur Smith, their second-year coach, and then he kind of had a meltdown in front of the media afterward. But I think Tampa's going to win. I'm just – I picked Tampa to lose to Dallas and Dak Prescott. I don't think I'll pick against the Bucks again, so I'm sticking with Brady in the in – the, and the Buccaneers to beat the Saints. Yeah, they're two and a half point favorites. I don't, or yeah, two and a half point favorites. I, I've kind of had that game circled for a while, John, just as uh, to to take the Saints in that one. I, I'm just watching Brady, uh, kind of you know do his thing, and just watching him in these press conferences, and then reading some of the articles about what he's got going on off the field. Giselle did a huge kind of wide ranging interview with L magazine that doesn't paint a great picture of what Brady's got going on at at home. You know, just. Uh, it seems like a lot of strife going on for him right now. And so I, who knows, maybe this is his greatest performance yet in terms of a full season, being able to go win a Super Bowl while he's got issues going on at home. I kind of like the saints in the upset in that one at home. I think the atmosphere is going to be raucous for the saints. Um, so I, I kind of like the saints in that one. myself. that might be one of the ones I end up playing this weekend. This one, um, the Colts who uh, were on the road, obviously here in Houston last week, they go on the road again in the division to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. And that's, you know, kind of similar to what I said about the Broncos. The Colts didn't lose that game to the Texans, but as you go into a season, you're kind of chalking up wins and losses. My guess is the Colts don't want to go 0-1-1 and and have two of the division sad sack games behind them here, John. What do you think about Colts and Jags in Jacksonville? The Colts in this game are a, um, looks like a four-point favorite in Jacksonville. 
I think they're going to get revenge for their awful performance yeah. in the last game of last season. They kept them out of the playoffs. I think they're going to play well against the Jaguars and beat them by seven to ten points. Yeah, I think the, the first three quarters of that game against the Texans felt like a team kind of shaking off rust and making a bunch of silly mistakes and stuff like that. I, I'm with you. I, I really like I like the Colts in that one. I like the Colts in that one as well. Just kind of running my finger down the uh, down the schedule here. Um, I'm sure we have Cowboy fans that are listening to this podcast. Uh, there will be no Dak Prescott on uh, Sunday. The Cowboys are at home against a Bengals team that is coming off probably one of the more horrific losses of week one when you consider all the turnovers. Joe Burrow, four interceptions. Uh, they allowed, I think, seven sacks in that game to Pittsburgh. Um, and Dallas is going to be playing without Dak Prescott. The Bengals are more than a touchdown favorite on the road in Dallas, but they're 0-1. Both these teams 0-1 on the season. John, these are two teams a lot of folks thought were going to be in the playoffs at the end of the year. One of these teams is going to come out of this game, barring a tie, 0-2. Stick a fork in the Cowboys. I don't care if Gary, if Jerry Jones says Dak Prescott's going to be back in a month. There's no way they know that. He's going to have to play with a splint when he comes back. And the truth is, Sean, they weren't very good when he was healthy. And I think Cincinnati's going to bounce back. I don't think Cincinnati's going to win the division. I pick Baltimore, but I think do think the Bengals are a better team than they showed against Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh had to go down the wire to beat them despite all those sacks and the problems they had with, with five turnovers, including four interceptions by Joe Burrow. I think the Bengals bounce back big. Well, the Bengals and they, they, the Steelers blocked an extra point at the end of regulation. That's why the game went to overtime. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the Bengals are the, the Bengals are a good football team. I don't know what a lot of these teams, John, you know, the Colts, the Bengals. Weird, week one was very weird. And I wonder how much how teams are handling the preseason have to do with that. If that's something, you know, teams kind of taking the country club laissez faire approach to preseason kind of evens things out in in week one a little bit. But a lot of these teams that are supposed to be good teams were really sloppy. In week one, let's get to the primetime games, John. In fact, two Monday night games. Uh, we get our Monday night double header in week two as opposed to week one. And these are two games that are interesting ones. One involves the Tennessee Titans going against the best team in the AFC by most people's account, the Buffalo Bills. Um, what do you think about this one? This game is in Buffalo and Buffalo. John is is favored by 10 points in this one over the Tennessee Titans. The, the Buffalo Bills are favored by 10 points over the team that was the number one seed in the AFC last year. I think uh, the Bills are going to win this game going away as they did with the Rams. The Titans not only have, have let their receiver, A.J. Brown, go to Philly where he had 10 catches for 155 yards. They have a big hole there. They have a big hole where their best pass rusher, Harold Landry's out. They lost one of their defensive tackles for the season in this last game, lost to the Giants by one point. And uh, even though I think Mike Vrabel is a hell of a coach, the Bills got it going on. The fans will be frothing at the mouth up there. No telling how many will get hurt, jumping on tables. But I think the Bills are going to win. I think the Bills are going to win by two touchdowns. Yeah, I think the Bills are going to take the Titans to the woodshed. I'm with you on that. And they've had 10 days to get ready for it, too. They played the Thursday night game to open the season. The Bills did um, as well. And, the boy, the Titans, what a loss that was. I mean, Sunday, I don't know what – if that's something, John, where you go, boy, the Titans, that's really going to galvanize them. They lost at home to a team they shouldn't have lost to. Or just the Titans just aren't very good, you know? That's could, could be they're not very good. They need to 
get Derrick Henry back in the swing of things, dominating because Ryan Tannehill's not very good if he doesn't have Henry back there to run the play action, but he doesn't have A.J. Brown. That's a huge loss. Two of the tight ends that were there two years ago are no longer there. So they've got some personnel issues, injury issues, and the Bills right now seem to be, along with Kansas City, the best teams in the NFL. Last one, John, is the other Monday night game that's part of the uh, the doubleheader. It's a weird doubleheader because the games are kind of be- – they're going to be going on concurrently or kind of the, the late game kind of starts halfway through the first game. The Bills game is on uh, Bills Titans on ESPN kicking off at a little after six o'clock central time. And then at seven 30, the Vikings are in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles in a game. It's going to be kicking off at eight 30 in Philadelphia. That is going to be one sauced up Philadelphia crowd, eight 30 at night on the East coast for a game against the Vikings. John, I know it's a small sample size. It's one week, but the Eagles and the Vikings feel like two teams coming off a of week one, that a lot of folks are going, huh, maybe that's who we should have picked in the division that they're in. The Eagles in the Cowboys division, are, the Eagles are now a heavy favorite to win that division because of the Prescott injury. And then the Vikings, they beat Green Bay in week one like a drum, who are the favorites in those divisions. This, these are two really interesting early in the season teams, um, the Vikings traveling to Philly. What do you think of this one? I think that Minnesota winning the game over Green Bay is great for the Vikings, but we remember how the Vikings got obliterated by the Saints in the first game last year. Saints went on to win nine, and the Vikings – I mean, the Saints went on to win nine, and the Packers got home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So the Vikings go there. It's it's prime time. The Eagles fans, as you mentioned, are going to be sauced, worked into a frenzy. It's a great home field advantage. Philadelphia was lucky to win. Jalen Hurts didn't throw a touchdown pass, but he was great connecting with A.J. Brown, and he ran. They ran for over 200 yards. I think it might have been 216. They led the NFL in rushing last season, so you know they are a running team with a running quarterback with multiple backs they use. So I think it's going to kind of be old-fashioned football as far as the Eagles return because that's what they're best at. And I think – They'll win a cl- another close one. I think it'd be two or three points for the Eagles. Yeah, I that's going to be a it's a fun matchup of receivers. You know, AJ Brown on one side and Justin Jefferson on the other. That I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a fun game. I just I can never back Kirk Cousins in prime time. Not, Kirk Cousins Monday night against the drunk Philadelphia crowd. I'll take the Eagles in that one. I'll lay the points. Two and a half is the spread on that one. The Eagles. Uh, are nearly a uh, about a field goal favorite in that one in Philadelphia. All right, so those are the looks at the big games. John, one bit of news just came down from James Palmer, the NFL Network, that impacts the Texans game. It's on the Broncos side of things. Um, Nathaniel Hackett just revealing that all-pro safety Justin Simmons is going to miss some time, quote. He finished Monday's game with a thigh injury he suffered in the second half. Uh, this is James Palmer saying, can't replace Simmons, but the Broncos are deep in the secondary and at safety. I, I've not looked at the Broncos' depth chart to know. I know they've got Kareem Jackson back there playing safety as well alongside Justin Simmons, but Simmons is a really, really good football player. Um, so things, at least moving the ball through the air, may have gotten slightly easier for the Texans on Sunday. Yeah, they open it as, and remember the last time that the Broncos played against the Texans. Kareem was with the Broncos. He had a great game at NRG Stadium. Player of the week, John. Player of the week. Yeah, I'm sure he's not as angry now as he was then because they didn't even offer him a new contract. Here he is still playing. Good for him. And uh, the Texans need all the help they can get. And if Simmons is a blow to the secondary, they need to try to take advantage of it. Absolutely. Absolutely.